tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, 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 there's no music. All getting primed to, to, to clone club dance. <laughs> that was, that was weird. very. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back on track here, everybody. Welcome, clone club. Welcome to another after buzz after show for Orphan Black. This is season three, episode eight: Ruthless in Purpose and Insidious. In method. I'm Will Link. Next to me, Mr. Matt Lieberman. Hello, Clone Club. How are you? Across from me, Anna Koppel. Hey, y'all. And Megan Selene. Hey, everybody. So, uh, (laughs) I always love when an episode starts and we get a new clone. Yeah, Yeah. baby. A new clone. And we had seen Crystal... Uh, albeit briefly in that security cam footage, but we finally got to meet Crystal, and she was terrific. Now, did Tony show up at episode 8 last year, or was it earlier in the season? It was episode 8. Hmm. Interesting. Parallels. Mm. (laughs) They've done that. I've noticed a lot. Like, there'll be... Like, you were talking last week about, like, Allison-centric episodes seem to fall... I guess it's the way maybe the season pays itself out. Well, a lot of... The way that... Even though the story kind of goes wherever it wants, they hit certain beats at different points during the season every year, it seems. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that. It gives the audience something to look forward to, but it's just, it's interesting, because it's not every show does that. Well, they have a formula, and it works, and Mm -hmm. they're staying with it. Yeah. Yeah, and it has the benefit of having not been on for very long. You know, this is only the third season. I worry about them continuing that pattern uh, for a little bit, because after a while, things do start to get a little predictable. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, for right now, it's totally fine, and I really like what they did with this episode. And immediately, the second we meet Crystal, she's such like, it's again, it's just such another unique personality that uh, uh, Tatiana gives us. Right away, we kind of get her, but as we get to, to know her a little bit more, she's not as vapid or naive as she first came off. Yeah, I, I get that. I don't know. I, for me, this episode... I was very, very charmed by Crystal. I think that that's, her scenes were kind of the high point of the episode for me. But the rest of it is kind of operating under this wonky logic, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Where they should have trusted Delphine. There oh. comes a point. <laughs> there comes a point where you got, where like, I'm just like, clones, you know that you guys are messing up. You know that you're messing up. You know that what you're doing is not going to work out for you. And it it just really, really bothered me that, uh, I don't know. I was just sort of like, why didn't they have her translate the whole damn book before they got her out of there? Why? Because she can't be trusted. I know she can't be trusted. She certainly, look, at this point, what are your, you're going to trust Rachel? They put their faith in Rachel. Over over I'm completely with him. I don't know if the logic is completely wonky. I kind of get why 
Cosima well, might be feeling the way she's feeling, but it's not a good move. It's certainly a bad move. Right. It's it's not that they put their faith in Rachel. It's they underestimated Rachel. They figured that given Rachel's current state, she was no longer a threat. She couldn't hurt anybody. And and even when they're quote unquote helping her, they don't want to. They're just like, oh, we just got to do uh, this so that we can crack the code. Right. So they're not putting their faith in Rachel. It's just they don't think that she's capable of hurting them, but right now Delphine is. But here's the thing. Even if she's not capable of hurting them, even if even if Rachel's not capable of hurting them, when Castor shows up and steals that book, it is immediately clear that there is a mole inside Lita, and they do not pay any attention to it. <laughs> and you know who is definitely not that mole? Delphine. Mm-hmm. She's the one person that they know for a fact isn't the mole. Number so. one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, I I mean, I feel like, you know, I I think we've talked a little bit last week about Delphine having some jealousy about the Kasima. It's the same thing with Kasima, though. Kasima's being just as as petty and bad after this relationship. It's all drama with those two. (laughs) I mean, Scott's Scott's right to keep out of it a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, despite that he loves lesbians. He loves them. And he's crazy about them. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Let me, uh, me, before we move on and get a little further into the episode, let me... uh, uh, take care of some business here. Uh, we love hearing from you, as you know, so keep sending your tweets, your comments, and we read every single one of them. And don't miss a chance to take our very important listener survey at podcastone.com. Your responses, responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It takes only about three minutes of your time, and you will get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. Um, you can tell us how you really feel about the show and get to know us better. Do it now. Take the survey. Podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. Okay. So, when we, when we come into this episode, Delphine is, is talking to Crystal, getting a, the best manicure she's ever gotten in her life. And I think it was interesting because we got a little glimpse into the uh, monitoring process. She goes and checks in on her, and then she hears from Neil, and we got three candidates, which... Uh, we'll see which one she Yeah, picks. which one she ends up picking, which kind of goes into a thing that we've been talking a lot about, like how these clones end up getting set up with their partners. And so Dyad's throws a lot of different people out there. I'd imagine if somebody was a mole, maybe a certain Shay, <laughs> that... Caster would have done the same kind of it, thing. It's a thousand percent Shay. We're all on the same page about that, right? I was going to say, did anybody see the preview for next week? A yeah. lot yeah. of yeah. people that I've been tweeting with 
are not on that page, though. So. Okay, what? Well, okay. They have done misdirects in uh, pre in next time ons before. There That's is no true. confirmation that she is a caster spy, and I'm going to just throw it out there right now. Not a spy, and Cosima's paranoia <laughs> in the assumption that she is a spy will push her away and will crush her. Okay, okay, um, but she <laughs> Shay definitely found the Island of Doctor Moreau book in the lab, and then saw that uh, Scott put Scott, it in his bag. Right, I keep wanting to call him Josh, which is the actor's name. Uh, put it in his bag, and then like the next scene, Rudy's at at Scott's apartment. It's yeah, it's just a quick text message. Yeah. To yeah. be to be fair, though, I it could be every bit as possible it, that Rachel was informed. I'm not saying Shay isn't some sort of mole or spy, but it could be very much possible that Rachel is the one who also had a outlet to cast her. But Neelan, Neelan is the mole. That's that, to me that is very very clear from the final scene. Well, he's a mole, but is he? The mole. There are probably multiple moles. Multiple I tell, moles. I keep telling you guys, you can't trust anybody. Can I say yeah. something real quick? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And I know we're jumping all over the place, but someone mentioned yeah. text messaging. Scott is not a patient texter. If you notice, when he is springing Rachel from Dyad, uh, he, he sends Kasima a text, and it's actually uh, a second text in a row. The first text says... Uh, like, like, uh, let I'll, me know. Let me know when to when to go. And then the second text is leaving now. So Kasima <laughs> never told him yeah. when to go. Yeah. He just decided. He Scott jumps a lot of guns. He's like he call. He always calls Kasima like a hundred times before she comes into work. She he's he, panicky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even then, with you know, I mean, I we didn't see the full. Uh, uh, scene with him and Rudy, like some of it took place off camera, but I feel like maybe he could have handled that differently. She's too. feeling asthma. Yeah, he was very, oh. he was very concerned. Yeah. He was very concerned. Um, I love though that you know we get to the start of this episode and then Rachel wants to talk to Sarah. And we finally get to see what Rachel wants out of Sarah. <laughs> she wants Sarah to go back to her old you know, bag of con artist tricks and steal Crystal's identity for her so she can go live a quiet life in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing Rachel in the scene. First of all, she looks just like an awesome Bond villain with that eye patch. <laughs> a few and, accessories. My, uh, my book. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel bad instantly <laughs> doing it. I feel bad instantly yeah, doing not, it. Yeah, don't feel bad because she's awful. She's an and, old, but and also I'm not you know, I don't think I know what that I did. she is. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that she's as bad as she's playing up. Oh no, she's so definitely they, you know. playing it up. So she's doing just what you just did. Yeah. Yeah, because by the end, it's like, Dr. Nealon. She talks like a damn robot. <laughs> Dr. Nealon, thank you. And Power again. cells. Delete. Power Delete. Cells. And, and getting back to the whole Delphine thing. The Delphine of it all. Uh, Mrs. S has got it right from the start. Like, we can't ruin our alliance with Delphine. Like, she is with Diane. And it's true. I mean, these are the people who are trying to cure Cosima. Mm-hmm. These are the people who have... I mean, recently been looking out for them. These are the people who own them. Yeah. Did you own forget about that, Will? Them. They, they patented their genetic, you know, their genetic I, I, blueprint. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've always wondered about that. That's the one thing from the show I've always wondered. If we go to court about this, <laughs> I mean, 
No court in the land's going to be like, well, they own you. You can't do so. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to be. I mean, they're human beings. Like, how much can you really own a human being? But, but are they? Exactly. <laughs> Go. Well, yeah. you can't crush the human spirit. We learned that. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Crystal has such a good heart. Oh, oh she's God. just such a mm-hmm. sweetie. Yeah. I like her. Um, I did, too. I felt so bad for her this yeah. entire time because she's been left out of the loop. And that comes the other big mistake, I think, in the episode. When Sarah and Felix do agree to do what Rachel says and go steal Crystal's identity, they should have let her into Clown Club. Yep. They really should have. Felix had the right idea when he wanted to do it. And I'm not just saying that, like, second-guessing now that what ended up happening to her. Even at that moment, it wasn't fair to her. And Sarah's like, I don't want to drag anyone else into Clown Club. No, you should have all the clones together on Clown Club. Yeah. Safety in numbers with all these clones. Her exact words, though, were there's no room in Clown Club. We can't let anyone else in because there's no room in Clown Club. There's already too many clones in Clown Club. But it's like, you know, if you really were caring about protecting all of your sisters... You let her in the clone club. I think the idea behind it was just you don't want to screw with this person's life any more than has already happened to them. I I get that. But she's already been kidnapped by Caster at one point. And she's you know, investigating that, it. Exactly. So you honestly the safest thing to do would have been to let her in on that information because could you imagine how different the show would have been if Allison and everybody else had just decided, well, Sarah's a clone, but there's no room in clone club for her right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and well, you know what? Maybe if she hadn't impersonated Beth, they that, would have kept her out of clone. Clone club shouldn't be so exclusive. exclusive. It should be inclusive. It's not an exclusive club. I mean, come on. What's what's the good part about being in there? I guess that what they worry about, though, is somebody reacting uh, in the way that Beth did. Because Beth lost it after a while. And they'd rather not kind of disrupt somebody's happy, you know, oblivious life. But she's not happy and oblivious. And I think that's what Sarah, Sarah said, like, the not knowing really bothers her about different things. So, yeah, she knows. I mean, this is the way you turn someone into a Beth. That's why Beth killed her herself as uh, that we assume from the fever dream that Beth threw herself because she couldn't quite understand things. So if Sarah already has that mentality, she should certainly not be excluding Crystal. Uh, those those notes that Crystal had, uh, I'm just taking a slightly off topic here, w- wasn't that a caster, w- weren't those the caster horses? It was a caster on? notebook, yeah. yeah. So what, what was that about? And like bright pink? Well, and it, well she got rescued, so uh, chances are she probably saw the tattoo on both yeah, of them. Yeah, I assume she she kind of had that in her brain and, and put it on there. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. That's what I thought. I didn't think it was a notebook that belonged to Caster. It, it looked like merch. Yeah, it looked <laughs> like official merch. Like she went on BustedTees.com. <laughs> or like in the Caster gift shop or something. Yeah. She was also Maybe they had one lying wanted. around in the trunk when uh, when they stuffed her in Oh, there. yeah, maybe. That's probably the most likely explanation. <laughs> yeah. That makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. and she, she just, she dipped it. She dyed it pink. Like yeah. that was just that was her that addition. Was, okay. was making it. It's pale. nice that Caster, you yeah. know, branded some stuff before uh, before it exploded. Can we talk about uh, Jordan Gavaris's, uh real voice? I know. After the beginning of the season, where we were kind of complaining, how oh, they're not giving him enough to do. The last few episodes, he's had a lot to do, and that was fantastic because we got to see a little bit of him conning people and mm-hmm. being a little out of his element and yeah using his real voice yeah and like and playing straight and like doing the whole the whole bit now in life he is he is a a, a straight canadian male correct um i, I 
he doesn't really talk about his sexuality, but I'm under the impression he's not straight. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm under that impression as well. And I'm, okay. I'm not quite sure. He's. I'm not even sure if he's Canadian because I think he might <laughs> be from, from California. He's American. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Triply impressed. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who know more than us who are like I right mean, now. I like, damn it, they don't know. Like Jordan. Jordan, we know that you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Let us know one way or another. Um, but I just thought it was it was a really really cool sequence and a great acting opportunity for Jordan, who always does an amazing job on this show. Um, and uh, it was just a real pleasure to see him playing differently, and especially coming at it from our love of this character and and what we know of him. Having having Felix play straight is so fun. Yeah. Is so very funny and strange to see. And I, I love the line when when Sarah's like, "You don't have to shag her," mm-hmm. like, yeah. because I mean, he was I mean he, he was, was laying it on. And she thick. was all about it. All uh, about it. He was born in Canada. Mm. Okay. It's Canadian. He's Canadian then. Canadian. But I, I think he's lived. That's, mo- I don't that's what know. That means. The Canadian yeah. man. Yeah, I know he lives here now. I know he lives in Los Angeles now. <laughs> How I know that? That's you know. But, <laughs> But anyway, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, he goes in, and I, yeah, that scene between them was fantastic. Electric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really did see Crystal, like, she wasn't just this funny character. She was, they added a lot of depth to her in that scene, a lot of anxiety to her. And you could tell it killed Felix to know what happened. And if they ever find out mm-hmm. that... She's now in a coma yep. as Rachel. The t- I mean, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna regret Which, this forever. By the way, by take care of. Do you mean please watch over her as she's in a coma, make sure she's as comfortable as possible, or do you think take care of means do away with her? No, she needs to exist so that they can safely assume that Rachel is right there. I feel like there's more. It's less suspicious to have a, a clone there that looks just like her, who's in bed, still alive, than to have her be dead. For some reason. In my head, it, that makes more sense. Because yeah. you can still see her. She's right there. Yeah. She's no right there. No one will ever question. If Rachel, the way, the moves that Rachel's made over over time, that if she disappeared from there, if that body was no longer there, people would start to question. Yeah. Um... Now the other. Let me ask you this: Are they going to remove Crystal's eye for oh, continuity God. purposes? Maybe they already have. You know, uh, that, awful. Because that last shot of Crystal, he's pulling away the bandage and he's looking, and she's got a like a an eye. And I'm like, if anyone were to ever try I to mean, change that bandage or something like that, they're going to. I mean, if the people that are watching her are kind of all in on it, and they just keep the sash there and she's in a coma and they just kind of limit her visitors then there's not really any need to remove her eye. Who's going to visit hand, a coma patient? On but, the other hand, it's good to cover your bases. Yeah, I would say it's yeah, safer bases. to remove. If, if I were like an evil doctor, I would take her eye <laughs> An out. evil mad scientist. Yeah, I would. I mean, there's, there's no reason not to. Because, I mean, the idea is for her to never come out of this coma. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to... You can't At have her At least not until anymore. the other clones are dead. True. But then at that point, they'll just kill her. Yeah, that's true. Crystal's, I mean, look, for all intents and purposes, Crystal's dead. I'm sorry. But Here's, people are going to, sorry to interrupt you, no. people are going to wonder where Crystal is, no? I mean, mm-hmm. but nobody who's wondering where Crystal is is ever going to think clone conspiracy. Yeah, Rachel's assuming her identity, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. 
And that's yeah. that's why none of our clones are going to think to look for Crystal. But but people in Crystal's life. You would think. I, I feel well she she said to herself that she feels like she doesn't have anybody to talk to. So even though she has this very bright personality, she might be more isolated than we think. Because she's just projecting to all of her customers about this recent near death experience yeah. that she had. Right. So and maybe she doesn't have anybody to confine in. Hector's dead. But she does Whoever Hector work with people. <laughs> Right. And she does have coworkers. She yeah. interacts with people. And if she just doesn't show up one day and never shows up again, is Rachel just going to go live Crystal's life? I doubt it. Like, no, she's going to go live a quiet... Crystal is going to go live a quiet life in Taiwan. In no Which way she's going yet. to live a no. quiet life in Taiwan. Yeah. I mean... She's planning her next move against Clone Club. I mean, Dyad's been observing Crystal very closely, which means I'm assuming Rachel has all of that information, so it's probably... They've probably covered their bases in terms of who kind of might raise an eyebrow at Crystal's disappearance. Can I ask a question? If you were topside, right, and in the span of, I don't know, just a few months, your uh, two little subsidiaries have just gone bonkers and people have wound up dead and all these kinds of big, big problems, why wouldn't you get deeply involved and shut both of them down and bring everybody in for questioning or worse. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that Topside is still remaining super secret when everything is going to shit. Maybe it's part of a bigger experiment. I, well, also, you have so many people in Topside <laughs> who are running subterfuge on this. I mean, you have Marion Bowles... Who's Where's Marion Bowles? She's she'll off be, taking, be, making sure nobody's answering no, questions. No, she's off on powers on PlayStation. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Maybe. She only shot ten I episodes figured, this year. There's time. I figured she took her kid on a vacation. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Just like Cal. Yeah. What was it? Iceland? They're hanging out in Iceland together. And the only reason I don't think we're going to see Cal again is because he's on Game of Thrones. He's hanging out with the Nares Targaryen. (laughs) Yeah, they do both shoot around the same time, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, they must shoot at different times because Game of Thrones shoots way earlier because of their visual effects. He's got time. Well, I don't think we're going to see him again this season. Uh, Not even for the finale, maybe? Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what happens? Yeah, maybe. They're going to London, and London's going to be... Well, let's They're going go- home. London's a lot closer to Iceland, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but I was really disappointed, by the way, in how long it took them to get there. That They said London town like five times in the episode before. They They're like, that. wait a second, this point's till London. Maybe we that should go to London. Really disappointing, guys. <laughs> well, they, they They're going were, home. They were waiting for the rest of the translation, which they never got. Well, here's, here's what I love. Scott's gamer group helps Rachel <laughs> yes. in a very slow-speed escape. And, again, I'm still during this. Not that I ever liked Rachel, but I was getting, you were getting a lot of comic relief out of just the looks she was giving as, like, Scott's trying to make her move faster. And Scott's gamer friends, I like, there's a just a moment when the one guy who got her out of the room and he gets him into the elevator, when he's going to the room, he's, like, giving them a thumbs up, but they're not looking, and you see him kind of, uh, like, <laughs> like, all these little touches. And then Rachel gets there and starts translating the book. And yeah, she's, it's kind of like a, a nursery rhyme about like London Town, Castor. In London Town, we all fell, fell down and Castor woke from slumber. Yes, thank you. Yeah. But she translated that at, at Diet. And then she translated a little the bit more. The rest of it and gave them a, a about number. The original has a number. 
and, and they, they gave him the number. What that number means? Did anyone else think? I mean, I don't know if if Holocaust survivors had letters at the beginnings of their numbers, but I immediately thought he was a Holocaust survivor. Hmm. The cast or original. That's what made sense maybe. to me. That makes a lot of sense. They did experiments. Experiments. On, yeah. So maybe maybe this whole thing is an extension and adaptation of research that was found when they raided a concentration camp. I love that. So top siders, Nazis. 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 Top side is Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dr. Mengele research. That's why they remain secret. Because they're not going to expose themselves <laughs> until they're ready to take over the world. Yeah, this yeah. is all a plot to clone Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel was in Germany, right? She had German doctors. She was in Germany. Oh, yeah, back in, uh, in whole base. Yeah. I hope that this series leads up. I hope next season the villain is frozen Adolf Hitler, who's been hanging out in Argentina. Or at the very least, that. clone of Goebbels. Yeah. yeah. What, wait, this. what if the caster clones are clones of Goebbels? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it's got to be a Holocaust survivor, which means it's got to be either a Jew or a gypsy. I, oh, Lord. <laughs> I like where your head's at, but I don't think this is where they're going. I don't think it's Nazis, necessarily. I, I have a feeling that it's not have to do with the Holocaust, <laughs> but you never know. You never know Watch with this show. season five. It's all a plot to clone Hitler. <laughs> um, well, anyway... Right on cue, as she's translating the book, Neelan, and they they come in, and now we can say, he's there, supposedly sent by Delphine, who let them leave. But really, we also kind of know that Rachel has been using Neelan. And another great shot when Neelan's like, "Oh, she's she's gone to a seizure," and she's he's bringing her into the operating room, and she gives him like a, a sideways look, and we're like, side eye, yeah. yeah. they're in on it, and all under Del. So everybody. Poor Delphine. No. Everyone's moving under her Stop nose. Stop it. Delphine knows all about this. Don't for a second. Delphine knows all about yes, this. You no, are wrong. No, 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 no. They played no. Delphine. No. Play- no. No, 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 no. Rachel played Delphine because Delphine was playing them. And no, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I don't... I think Delphine overreacted. I feel like if these two people could just grow up and have an adult conversation about their issues, none of this would have happened. <laughs> No, Anna's taking it one step further. I'm saying Delphine knew about them taking Rachel. And oh. There's no oh, no, way. she no, yeah, she knew they were taking Rachel. Right. Yeah, but, but she didn't know about the switcheroo. She had to know about that. No, 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 how is this impossible? Why do you hate Delphine? By the way, I'm, I have. May I support my opinion here before <laughs> go right ahead. Lunatics just start. Like, listen. listen, when when it comes out that Delphine did not know about this, you are the one who called us lunatics. Yeah. Okay, go we're ahead. The you have the floor. You have the floor. Let her speak. Let her speak. Thank you, Megan. Uh, so first, it starts when she gets that manicure, and then she goes uh, and, and speaks to Dr. Neelan. They have the conversation about Crystal and her new monitors and whatever, and then Neelan, uh, Delphine, initiates the conversation. Okay, but what about Rachel? Is she still an asset or not? Neelan says, it. absolutely, she is still an asset, and she's like, I'm not convinced about this. But that is like the same conversation that they're having is with Crystal and... And Rachel. Okay. She obviously does know about them taking Rachel. Yes. And yes. she's like, I thought you said that she'd be able to handle, that they could handle the move and she would be able to sustain this, whatever. Um, so, but then what you have to notice is that 
the whole like a uh, passionate kiss scene with uh, between Delphine Casima yes. and and Rachel decoding. They kept flipping back and forth between those scenes. So you have to accept that those are like intertwined scenes. Let me finish. Okay. Okay. And, and Delphine <laughs> was like, "You should have trusted me." And it was just like boom, cold. And she also earlier, I'm sorry, I missed a point. She was manipulating Casima. Uh, she holds Casima's hand. She's like, and was like rubbing her finger. She's like, "Let's think hard." How are we going to identify and unlock the rest of the the synthetic sequence? And then immediately gets a call from Scott, right? Uh, About about the book, and she's like, "What book? It's all a setup, right? It's it's silly." Um, So did she know about the book? You're saying already? She already knows about the book. She knew about the book before. She knows. Yes, she knows there's a copy. She knows all of it. So when she said to Kasima, "Let's think how we're going to identify and unlock the rest of the synthetic sequence," she totally already knows about the book, and that's why she's like holding her hand. I mean, she's playing Kasima. She's playing her. And uh, the fact that she knows so much about Crystal and and uh, is asking about her monitors and whatever, I mean, obviously she's going to go looking for Crystal, and if she didn't know about this plan, it's all going to fall apart, right? If she's not in on it with the switcheroo. No. I, I would say I think you have a good theory, but I think that the... For me personally, I don't see Delphine ever doing any any favors for Rachel, not because there wouldn't be some political gain to it, but because Rachel is a threat to Delphine personally for a number of reasons because Rachel is the type of person when you when you slight her, she will get her revenge and usually that means you end up in a body bag. And for Delphine, Delphine was the person crushing her, her wounded eye yeah. earlier this season when she was unable to defend herself. So I I just don't personally think that Delphine would do her any favors even if it meant hurting Kasima and the rest of Clone Club. I really don't think she would just because Rachel would turn around and kill her the first chance she got. And but, but what if it's not a favorite of Rachel? It's a favorite of Topside or somebody she, higher up. I believe that handholding was genuine. I think it was that moment where two people who deeply care about each other and were in a relationship and they're talking, they're talking about life and death, and she takes her hand and she, it's Without like without even thinking exactly. about it. And also that scene that was cross-cutting with the Rachel thing. Remember, previous to that, one of the reasons I think it's cross-cutting is because Cosima said previously that I'm going to distract Delphine. She went there with the letter of resignation specifically to keep Delphine busy. So if anyone. Kasim is the one trying to pull a scam on Delphine. I feel sorry for Delphine. I've actually never liked Delphine They were playing more. each other. Kasima went in okay, there to play true. with her. You're right. They were both pulling a scam. was 100% aware of this and played right back. So they were playing with each other. Okay, that's true. But nevertheless, like that means children. Those, two, those two are perfect for each other. They scheme. Uh, right. They would be if they would stop acting like babies. I'm just going to throw <laughs> one last thing into the mix and y'all can take it or leave it. Way, way back in season one, if y'all recall, uh, Delphine was not interested in women. She had never been with a woman. She was not a lesbian, period. And she uh, was forced 
to seduce Kasima and participate in this as her monitor because that was her job. She says, and you know, to an extent I believe it, that she developed feelings along the way and since then has operated as if those feelings are very, very big. Now, I personally think that they're real feelings, but I also can see a world where all of it was manufactured and this is somebody who uh, when we met her was a sycophant at the feet of Dr. Leakey who is all, who is thinking about how to further science and further her career and maybe, just maybe, she's been a snake, snake in the grass the whole time and has been playing the longest con <laughs> of anyone on the show. But that to me sounds more ridiculous perhaps, then she actually fell for this woman and is now trying to, torn between her duty and her love. Yeah, no, I think the only person doing a really long con was Paul. Yeah. (laughs) But then again, we didn't see a long con coming with Paul. Well, we never really knew what side he was on, apart from being on Team Sarah. (laughs) Off screen, too, it seemed like. It's true. Or inside someone. You know, (laughs) while... Cosima and Delphine continue this dance segue to tell you about Dance Battle America. Seamless transition. ABC's newest competition special from our very own AfterBuzz founder and e-host Maria Menounos and Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars comes ABC's special Dance Battle America. During the holiday During the holiday seasons over the last two years, Julianne and Maria have engaged in a fearsome dance battle via social media. Once the challenge took off, celebrities like Kate Hudson, Amber Riley joined in and a dance battle craze began. Now the ladies are challenging everyone in America to battle it out for the chance to fly to Los Angeles hmm, and compete on the dance show scheduled for this fall. So here's the opportunity of a lifetime. If you want the chance to dance on network television, go to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com for more information on how to submit your video uh, and post it on social media using the hashtag DanceBattleABC. Matt, you with that clone club dance. That's what I was literally just thinking. I was like, listen, listen here, folks. I want you to really listen closely. You need to represent... The clone club of the entire planet, okay? You need to send in a dance battle tape to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com, and it needs to be two. The Orphan Black opening credit music. Yes. Featuring the classic Lieberman clone club shimmy, <laughs> okay? And you need to get on the show, and you need to own all of this. I'm trying not to swear. Own all of this spit and stuff stuff and you need to bring home the clone club crown okay and if you you. do we'll all go out to dinner we'll all go (laughs) you'll be here in Los Angeles Angeles, so we'll all go out to dinner after Buzz Clone Club we're all going out yeah, it's gonna be great. We'll even pay. Yeah, but only if you bring home the crown. Only if you bring home that clone <laughs> yeah. club because crown. we don't want to go to dinner with losers. Otherwise, we will turn our noses up in disgust. <laughs> but seriously, though, make the video, submit it to dancebattleamericacasting.com, and then you need to send it to us too. Please. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, but back to Kofine. 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 I have never been more. <laughs> is that the ship name? That's the ship name. Like That's caffeine, the initial... but Kofine. Is it Kofine or is it caffeine? Because it's Kasim. Caffeine. 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 I have never been more 
on top of like this, co-sign. the public yeah. have already decided on this. This was, <laughs> these were not decisions that we made. Caffeine. Um, not Del I was going to say, that, that sounds like the Pokemon, like coughing. Coffee. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people were kind of, a lot of fans out there were heartbroken when they, they broke up, but I've never rooted for the couple more. you got to break these couples oh, up. Yeah. To keep them I've never wanted these two together, and I'm sorry. I'm Dad not. kiss dough. Such a manipulation, though. No. Oh, no. no that oh, was yeah. passion. Oh, yeah. Passion, she pulled her in passion. just to push her away to be like, you effed up. Is no, what, she's genuinely It was a hate kiss because they were both. Listen, yeah, you want to talk about, you want to talk about manipulative kisses, you got to talk about uh, Allison Hendricks and Jason Kellerman, oh. where she didn't say anything on purpose because she wanted to taste them lips that for is, just a second, just to push him away. That is, yeah, Delphine kiss, genuine. No, I yeah. yeah, the um, Allison, no, Allison plus Jason is Allison kiss. <laughs> no. Guys, I'll, I'll be honest. In terms of this Delphine debate, we're never really gonna find out until we get to the end of the story. Final it's like episode. Paul. We're never gonna really know what side, where he stood up until that final moment. I want to mm. say this. Though. Are you saying you hope Delphine dies? <laughs> no, I'm just saying we have to wait and see. Yeah. And that is the only Anna way we're hoping find that Delphine out. dies. I don't soon. Delphine dies. I don't. I enjoy it. I think we should just continue to not trust anyone. Shay and Delphine By the way, she's been killing it in the past few episodes, too. Yeah. Evelyn Bruchot. Brochu. Brochu. Oh, yeah. The the look on her face when she she sees Shay in that lab was priceless. Mm -hmm. And I love her line of, like, uh, how she's not jealous that the the French, um... Yeah, French French love lovers. lovers. Yeah, we love our lovers. French totally get lovers. Um, But there was that great little moment at the beginning where Shay's doing her non-licensed medicine, (laughs) medical whatever, spiritual thing. Reiki, Reiki, laying on of hands. And she, um... Of course, And she... Doctor healing? No. (laughs) Wasn't Reiki? I thought it was because she doesn't. She doesn't quite lay on her hands. She's. She's doing chakra healing. I don't know. It's, it's something new I mean, age. Yeah, it's something new I will never engage jumbo. in. That's all I know. It's not science. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite of science. Yeah, but very not science. She asks her about near death experiences, and she says, "When you're near death, you see like what you love, what you need the most, what you love the most." And what did she see? She saw Delphine. I mean, let's face it. This is the end game for these two. In some way, it's going to be Kofine. Shay is just a speed bump. She's oh, rebound. Yeah, right. Shay's rebound. I think Shay is a what problem. It's what she needs right now. Yeah. yeah, I think Shay is a problem too. But anyway, <laughs> what, what are you guys doing? Well, are you doing lewd hand gestures vulgar, at each other? Vulgar hand gestures aside, why don't we talk about? You mentioned her before. Why don't we talk about our favorite show within the show, oh, The Hendrixes, with special guest star Helena and oh. Gracie? Um, I love that. I feel like whenever when they came in, like I feel like the the sitcom studio audience should have applauded. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> can I say there are a few things I enjoy on? the show more than Tatiana as Helena saying, my babies. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best. Yeah. And she has that canister. What, was that canister just hidden at Felix's this whole time? This yeah. whole time. I think Kira hit it. Kira hit it. Yeah. But Helena found cookie. it. Helena found it. I, I really liked that they were like, it's your turn to deal with her. She's great with kids. Don't worry about her. This is the most that we have seen Gemma 
the entire series was with Helena. Yeah. yeah. You're weird. Yeah. And, and we're just so cute. And her daughter has no questions about gonna... the genetic identical to her mom? That was a big qu- I feel like that might have been a deleted scene. I like them guess. coming up with some convoluted <laughs> You know, I guess the the long the long and short uh, explanation would be like she's your aunt that you've never heard of until now. Yeah, I mean you could explain anything to a kid, I guess, Distant and they'll just cousin. be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess like at this random point, crazy homeless lady, we're just helping. Out. When she gets older, she'll be like, what was with that weird? When I was about like seven, there was yeah. this weird Ukrainian woman who lived with us. What was that all about? Yeah, and like you know, and then dad left with her, and then oh. now that's prediction territory. That that, that scene was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, when oh. she is in the back room making soap with Donnie. I watched okay. it so many times. <laughs> Here is my issue with this. Helena effectively has the mind of a child. Effectively. And the laugh. And the laugh of a child. So when Donnie starts playing it up to make her laugh and is enjoying the attention, he is effectively seducing an adult child. He's not seducing no. her. Oh, please. He is flirting with an adult yeah, child. Some flirting. Okay. But I don't think it's hard to view her in that moment as an adult child. You're absolutely right if you step back and think about it, but I don't think Donnie's thing... I mean, he's, I think, more in the mindset Ukrainian let's, assassin than yeah, adult child. Let's, the, let's, the crazy person that's in our But home. you're not you're not wrong. But let's also look at Donald Francis Chubb's life up until this point. <laughs> How not, much attention... Not Chubb's. Chubb's nay Hendrix. Or Hendrix nay Chubb's. But up until... <laughs> Up until Allison, yeah. how much attention do you think, and, and after Allison, how much attention do you think he gets from the ladies? I mean, not a lot. He wears a fleece zip-up, you know, <laughs> like, all the time. And this, he's, he's not doing that great for This himself. is also a woman who has his wife's face. Yeah. He's so, of course, he's attracted to And her. he walked away from the situation after he... I think if you're right in that, you know, about how he should be thinking, he might have thought, like, oh, that was weird. Maybe I shouldn't have... Uh, yeah. Because he walks know. out of the room almost immediately no. while she's still laughing I, I think it's more of trying to make a good impression with your, you know, with your wife's family. With your sister-in-law? <laughs> yeah. By flirting with her? I wouldn't call it flirt. I didn't see it as flirting. The I just thought it was a really fun... The two-baby ox line was flirting. She had just said that he was attractive, and then he did nothing to refute that. I'm going to throw an example out there that will make you cringe, but this is <laughs> oh, no, the I've effective enough, comparison. I've had incest for my afterbus no, shows. No, not in one incest. Week. Not incest. This is the effective comparison of this scene to me, and and I hope that it does not offend you. But it is it is the equivalent of seeing an adult, a beautiful adult woman wearing a child's onesie and seeing her butt and thinking that butt is hot. It is con- the same at all. It is totally uh, the same. It is confusing. It is weird. <laughs> and if you follow that logic down that hole, you're going to be in a weird, bad spot. I don't think I want to follow that rabbit hole. Neither do I, I. But that's where I feel like he's on the precipice. He's on the edge of that hole, and he's deciding whether or not to fall in. <laughs> I feel like you are um, unintentionally revealing parts of yourself that... <laughs> Maybe shouldn't be out there for the public. No, no, nothing about me. Donnie, this is entirely about Donnie. Donnie does, though, feel like, I mean, there is something to that. He feels this, you know, he knows about the kiss. He was so, which, to Allison's credit, she was upfront about the kiss. True. And now 
there's this whole scene where he, you know, he takes her phone because he knows. Like, we talked about the Allison kiss. And he knows that there's that Jason's not going to let up. So he texts with Allison's phone and goes to meet her. Uh, or meet, meet him. Donnie. Be, yeah. yeah. Donnie, Donnie, met, Donnie goes to meet Jason. Jason. Somehow we were so able to keep prona. it straighter last week <laughs> with all the bars and this week. But he goes to meet him in the back room, and they have a little bit of a confrontation. They get into a little slap fight. A little slap fight where Jason kind of kicks his ass. Kind of. He <laughs> leaves him cold on the floor. He went I, down. Now, I half expected Helena to walk in on this. Hmm. I half expected to see her come in there. Um... Which I guess gets to a prediction I have for next week. I was going to say, I think we we all might be thinking along those same lines yeah, in terms yeah, of the body that the Hendrixes are going to have to bury this season. It's one of three people. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he has it out with Jason. But this isn't, Jason's not going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is going to be how Allison now reacts to the fact that her husband got the crap kicked out of him. You know, because he's, I, I doubt. Well, I mean, is Donnie going to be honest with her that it was Jason who did it? Because now this sets up a whole scenario in which he has to explain, I didn't trust her and texted the phone. And, you know, I don't know. How would you play this if you're Donnie? Um, you tell the truth and you deal with the with the consequences because ultimately you got knocked out. I don't know. That <laughs> makes the most sense. But I don't know if that's the way Donnie always plays things. Well, I don't you know. Well, yeah, I have a... a a whole like full prediction about it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, should we? Um, well, let's see. Is there any other things in the Allison storyline that we want to talk about? Uh, Gracie and Helena had a nice scene yeah. together. Oh, She's gonna yes. be the auntie to her baby. Gracie's part so of Clone sweet. Club. Why can't yeah. Crystal be part of Clone Club? <laughs> well, because. Gracie's been through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. She's got yeah. that blood sperm in her. Yeah. So. It was really strange, the music choice, the music cue when she and Helena had that scene together, because what was a very sweet scene had this very tense music behind it, even though they genuinely seem they like each other. Well, the, the yeah. last time I've... they had seen each other was a life-and-death scenario, so I think there is some distance there just because... You don't quite know where the other person stands because that was the last time, and Helena did burn her family's house to the ground. So it's entirely possible that Gracie would have resented her for that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's understandable to kind of keep your distance up until you know the scene progresses a little bit and like, oh, okay, no, we're all on the same page. And entirely possible that Helena that uh, yeah that Helena would have resented Gracie for losing the babies. So I think they yeah both they were both, they were both kind of, yeah felt exactly or yeah. Like, yeah. like, I didn't need to hurt you. I didn't want the and situation. And again, and uh, I don't think Helena knows what happened to Mark either after Castor fell. So, like, that's kind of an awkward thing, too. Right. And when Mrs. Uh, when Mrs. S says the thing about Mark and them being like mayflies and just kind of let them all drown, Gracie hears that. Show. She's that's also a great little moment where we see Gracie still thinking about Mark and still loves Mark, even though he's a clone and a liar. Yeah, an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm. Just, what the Bolivians would call her. Although um, I I liked the just not to go back too far, but the um, explanation about the caster disease uh, in the first place. They explained why it didn't affect um, why it didn't affect Sarah is that it basically acts like mad cow disease and it causes a protein to fold in on itself. And she doesn't have the protein exactly. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was a good explanation. I was like, oh, okay, that explains why it didn't bother her. Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else on the episode, let's get to some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. 
Anna, you said you had a uh, lengthy prediction, so why don't I, uh, we start with you? I don't want to start, though, because I don't want to, like, step Megan, up. Megan, okay. why don't we start with you? You know what? Um, I think that it's revealed that Shay is a part of Caster, and, uh, yeah, that I I don't think that she's a good person. I feel like it's the a repeat of the Delphine arc from the first season, uh, so I that's where that's going. And um, my other big prediction is that Helena attacks and or kills Jason. And that's the body that we have to bury, the Hendrix have to bury uh, at the end of this season. That's, yeah, I'm in line with that. Um, that, to me, I'm not sure that it's Jason. I think it's one of three people that Helena kills. It's either Jason, Marcy Coates could rear her ugly head yeah, once again, complicate the situation, and or Pouchy. Or some emissary of Pouchy's. How great would it be if she took out the Peruvian drug dealer? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Paving the way for Allison and Donnie to take his place. And, and become, become the king and queen of the drug cartel. Exactly. Every drug dealer, they need muscle. Helena's the perfect muscle <laughs> Perfect for muscle. Drenched in blood. But I think it's, it's going to be Jason. I think Jason is going to get between Donnie and Allison. And Helena's going to be, like, for Donnie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this guy out. Yes. In that wonderful... You are no good for my sister. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out an awful idea. Do it. What if it's Allison? <gasps> no. no. She would never. No, she She's would. killed clones before. She but not would Sestra never. Allison. No. no. Sister Allison on the eve of the election. But no. Sestra Allison who is betraying Donnie the baby ox. Well, she is he also a mother. She cares about the kids now too. Yeah. And to be fair, yes, I think you're right where she wanted to get that bit of a kiss, but but she was never going to go further than that. And she barely No, that's a, just a little bit of curiosity, I think. Hmm. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, why would it's she not going to kill Allison, though. Why would she be curious? She's kissed him before. She well, knows how he kisses. She hasn't well, kissed him in like 20 years. It's been years. a long time since they've seen each other, and they used to be intimate, and they have a good years. they have a good back and forth now. They still have chemistry. So I think she's just curious. Yeah, she wants to know if the lips are still as soft as they used to be. I don't think it's enough for Helena to kill her, though. And other than Donnie and Ainsley's husband, she hasn't kissed another man in a long time. Other than. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Well, I think that Helena is going to find Donnie in the stockroom still passed out and feel very protective of him because... Nobody likes to see a baby ox pass out. <laughs> uh, so, so Nikki she'll D be like, who did this? A, uh, or tweeted a picture at us of a baby ox. I know. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I think she'll feel protected and be like, who did this? And he'll be like, it was Jason. And then she'll go and kill Jason. And, and he'll be like, what did you do? Why did you do that? I just didn't like him. Yeah. So I, I like that because she's working in that back room anyway. Right. So when the work day begins, she might be the first one to go back there and mm. find him there. And yeah. it would be very easy. Easy for Donnie, who is very childlike himself, to put the blame on Jason and not understand that the repercussions would be a murderous Helena. He doesn't quite get Helena he, yet. Yeah, he no. He doesn't her. quite get a lot of things. Right, that's true. I don't that's know true. what realm of reality he lives in, but it's it's not quite the one that we're in. I'm very more than inordinate more than inordinately excited. To watch Maria Doyle Kennedy tear it up on stage next week. Yes. I know. Yeah, I'm S. so excited. I mean, we know that we know that she's a singer. We've we've seen her when she was on the show last year. She was about to step out on stage and sing. Yeah. But I read somewhere that she hasn't performed on a sang on a show or a movie since the Commitments, which oh was gosh. a long time ago. Yeah. So this is going to be good. 
Uh, did you have, did you have anything else? Anna? I'm gonna stay with my Delphine theory yeah. and <laughs> uh, and my Cal theory. I just I I don't know other than to look into the number. I don't know what thread they're gonna be able to pull once they're in London. I don't I don't see it. I just, I, I, what is their next step? What is the next move? Yeah. Uh, Caster's secret hideout is underwater beneath London Bridge. Yeah. It's a cool mm-hmm. underwater hideout, and uh, you need a submarine to get there, and it's awesome. Hmm. <laughs> Matt, do you have any, uh, any further predictions? Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to make a shade prediction, but I know that I'll be wrong. Because I don't, I don't personally think that, I think it's too simple that she's a caster mall. Um, but she'll probably wind up being a caster mall, so I'm not going to try to come up with an alternative. Um, I think that Delphine is, is on the level about 80%. There's something that she's definitely holding back. She learned a lot when she was at topside, but I do believe that her emotions for Cosima are real. I do doesn't too. matter. Cosima doesn't work for them anymore. Mm. Mm. And Delphine mm. threw it in her face. <sighs> yeah, um... Like I said, they need to stop being babies. Grow yeah. up, ladies. Yeah, I want uh, the thing I'm most curious about is is Rachel and Cody and decoding this damn book. Um, I just want to know what oh, else is coming from. Yeah, that. who is the lady that I Rachel have, is with now? I have Cody, Doctor Cody. I have I first thought, so. oh, that's got to be Cody. But then when I was tweeting with the Uber fan, who I'll give a shout out to because such a supporter of this. Yeah. This podcast, the Uber fans, great on Twitter. But when I was doing it, we were kind of going back and forth on this, and I'm like, it can't be Cody because why hide Cody's face? There's no reason. And I was trying to think. And Cody was in that Mexican cantina earlier. Yeah, too. she was, Still but she was up. also in contact. Who the dude that she was with is from Topside, and he said that they have a mole inside inside yeah. diet, and that things were but in they motion. Also said there was a third party somewhere involved in all this, and I have a. Theory. I've thought a lot about who, who are some people who might come and surprise us. Susan Duncan, Rachel's dead mother. The father oh, was alive. Snap. The father was alive. Why do we think that she died in that? So fire? are you are you positing that Susan Duncan is not British? Because that was not a British accent, no. and to me, the Duncans were always British. I will pause nothing, that. Nothing ever. She looked like Cody. She looked like Cody to me. Why, why are we po- complicating this? Why, <laughs> but why, why hide Cody's face? There's no reason to hide You're Cody's face. You're oversimplifying it. Ooh, <laughs> getting it thrown back in my face. <laughs> that I'm not going to show. That's Justin. <laughs> oh, man, I'm that, sorry. I'm still me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even without showing my face, you know that it's me because you recognize my damn voice. Did you recognize that voice as Cody's? Yes. I did not. I didn't. She had a much different way of talking. Mm. A very, very... Much different. I feel like they they name-dropped her, too. I I just don't remember. Didn't they name-drop her while while they were on the phone? That's so weird. I totally took it as Cody. Why leave Cody out in the cold? I initially thought it was Cody until I started tweeting with some people and thinking about, wait, but why didn't they show her face? So it has to be a new element she to it. She looked blonde to me, too. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. How fitting. I, I do think, that actually, that it would be a fitting parallel if it was Mrs. Duncan, because that's how Rachel was int- introduced to us as well. Like, we, we didn't see her face at first. So I think it would be a great parallel if that's what ended up happening. And I don't think we're going to find out next week. I think <laughs> that's going to be held for the finale, hmm. whatever's going on there. I think that's fair. I think next week it's going to be all London, all Mrs. Singing, all craziness. Clone <laughs> karaoke party. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, 
Anybody else? Any more predictions? I feel like we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. Everything. We predicted the whole series in this one. <laughs> so, Megan. Oh, uh, I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including the turn finale later tonight. I've started writing articles for the movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Uh, be sure to check those out. And actually, stay tuned tonight for Popcorn Talk. The movie Chick and Popcorn Talk are doing something special. So check that Ooh. out. Oh, fancy. Uh, well, you can follow me at Couple from Air, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. Okay. Uh, I unfortunately I have some sad news. Uh, I will not be here for the last two episodes of the season. Uh, I'm I'm going to be at my sister's graduation in New Jersey next week, and the following week I'm going to be in San Francisco for work. Um, so I will definitely share my thoughts with these wonderful people, and they'll be able to share them with you. But it's been a pleasure uh, being on this panel all season with you Aww. guys. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can go there and yell at me for having a sister. <laughs> and <laughs> your sestra, you have to my sestra. Yes, my sestra's graduation. You can follow me on Twitter at the real Will Link. And <laughs> every can, time it just gets me every time. And uh, listen to my pop culture podcast, Will, will Sean, Sean podcast? podcast? Question mark. Um, yeah, <laughs> find out if I actually if uh, me and Sean actually <laughs> podcast. Spoiler alert: we did listen to it. Someone, <laughs> someone found the podcast I was on, and it was like my nightmare. Just so you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> somebody tweeted at me. I like that the Clone Club responded to our episode. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clone you later. Here in are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or channels.